Welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by the two dudes who held down the fort so expertly last week. Dakota Lasky, Duminal Crossing. How you doing, fellas? Oh, doing man. Doing pretty good? Yeah. I'll let you go first, Dak. <laughs> Not bad. I'm doing good. Hey, you can go, man. I'm doing all right. Yeah, pretty um, pretty good day. Got all my errands and stuff. I uh, just shipped... The, uh, the packages for the winners of the big Metroid giveaway. So I DM'd everyone today. They all have their tracking numbers. And so all smooth sailing from here. Just got back from the gas station, ordered a ton of junk food, and now I am just vibing. Oh, yes. And it's, oh, yeah, it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. What is your, your go-to junk food, I don't, Doom? I don't really have a go-to junk food. It's just kind of whatever I'm in the what? mood for. Um, what, Come on now. so like it, it, it depends. I, every every Friday, I'm just like, yo, I could do some Doritos, and I buy a bag of Doritos. Dori- I... Doritos is a special occasion. I can't I can't do Doritos all the time because it's because I'm gaming all the time, and like I can't get like the Doritos dust on my controllers. Yeah, okay, okay, that's fair. Like that's if fair. like if I'm watching a movie or something like that, that's one thing. But you know, if, when I'm gaming, I can't. Uh, Jack, can't do that. Weigh in on this conversation. What what is huh. your go to junk food? My go to junk food. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I really, I, I guess granola bars aren't junk food. I really love like Lay's like chips and the oh, the crinkly like the wrinkle ones. Those are so yeah. good. Um, and then like candy of any kind. Like I love Mike and Ike's. <laughs> Those are great. Um, yeah, pretzels. I guess pretzels not really a junk food, but yeah, chips for sure. Chips are like my weakness. I don't really go for chocolate. I don't know oh, if you guys popcorn. know this or not, but popcorn, uh, bro. Oh yeah. Oh, oh popcorn, I was, I actually, definitely. That's we, my. That's my. That's my pick. My my wife and I used to go to like the cheap movie theater just to get popcorn. Like we'd go see a movie that we were like kind of like, yeah, yeah. I guess this looks okay, but we want some popcorn. So. Yeah. I, I I don't know why I didn't think of popcorn first because I have like I'll have popcorn like sometimes multiple nights in a row. I get the movie butter popcorn. So like I love that yeah, specific flavor, yeah. So hundred um, percent. Just took just took me a little bit because I actually haven't had a little bit in a while. But that's my go-to for sure. So I love me uh, some butter popcorn, but what I what I will put even a tier above butter popcorn is white cheddar popcorn. That oh my gosh. Oh no. <laughs> I like white, white cheddar popcorn, but I can't eat like as much of it as I can regular popcorn. You know. I'm pretty sure you know you know those guys that go to the theater and they've got like the dill pickle rub or whatever like the salt what? and vinegar stuff that they put on their their popcorn. That's I, I the don't same, know that. <laughs> no, I. Don't that is know that the same either. level of desecration as like ordering a pineapple pizza. Gross. Gross. I'm yeah. I'm not familiar. Yeah, with that, that goes practice, for white cheddar so. too. No, no, what, no, bro? No you got bro. You got to try white cheddar. I, no I'm gonna way. I'm gonna put you on the I've white cheddar it. train. I tried it. White cheddar popcorn no. is way better than pineapple on pizza. Like in terms of an analogy, like absolutely not. Like that. Like there's no way. Like white cheddar popcorn isn't like as good as other popcorn, but it's not horrendous. Like it's white good. cheddar, I, I I can't agree with white that. cheddar popcorn is crack and pineapple on pizza. It's not amazing, but it's not terrible either. It's just kind of a C no, if that makes sense. Gross. It's definitely gross, but white cheddar popcorn isn't crack either. Like movie butter popcorn, 
That's crack, right? Yeah, I can. Not I can. Go I, I mean, I mean, I think they're both crack. I just like for me, it's just white cheddar. It's just like it's the difference between an S and an S plus for me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of sounds like we're all we're all chip guys here, which is good. I I don't really. Uh, my wife likes chocolate a lot, but I don't really I eat love chocolate because I'm allergic to peanuts. So oh, like that sucks. A lot of it's not not for me. Yeah, I'm but, usually uh, man. You give me a bag of chips. Woo. I'm usually not into sweets, but occasionally, like if it's the if it's the right time, then I'll be in it. I actually I actually got some white Reese's today at the gas station. Believe it or not, so that was so, like those are also part my, of my least favorite kind of Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh man! White chocolate uh. is my least favorite kind of chocolate. <laughs> oh, I love white chocolate. White chocolate and vanilla, man. Like <laughs> vanilla, I like, but I like chocolate more. And then, like, I'm a you know milk chocolate or um, regular non-milk chocolate. And then, like, dark chocolate's really good. But white chocolate, eh? I you know I could it's, whatever. I, I feel like white chocolate is is good in the right scenario. I feel like you know. Maybe not all the time, but like if you if you go a couple months between having white chocolate, it's just like oh my, this is awesome. Hmm. Yeah. So I I kind of I'll go in the middle of you two there. Um, oh, let us hey. know all you listeners hey, what yo. your favorite kind of uh, snacks are here. Yeah, all but, our listeners uh, wondering like, hey, where's the Metroid news? Why are these guys talking about food? Yeah. I already ate. <laughs> yeah, I, I promise this is a, a Metroid podcast, and we'll we'll get to some Metroid. Uh, well, I guess right now because we don't really have anything else. To talk about, other than the fact that this is our final show of 2021, we are going to take next week off. I took all of next week off from my podcasts, and uh, we're just going to enjoy the Christmas break. And of course, we will be uh, we'll be right back with uh, with more good stuff in the new year. And we are itching closer to to episode 100. I haven't said anything before, but we are going to have some big stuff going on for episode 100. Details will become available soon, so stay tuned for that. But uh, yeah, another year in the bag, and you know we're kind of here actually today to talk about the year that was and the upcoming year that is to be, which of course we're going into 2022. So um, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to this. It'll be nice to to reminisce a little bit and nice to kind of you know we'll 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 use uh, the format of like what we hope to realistically see from the Metroid series in 2022. But before we get there, I do want to talk about the year that was, because I was, I was scrolling through some of our older episodes, uh, actually at doom, as we were talking, I was just making sure that they were all there. And I stumbled upon one that you two gentlemen were on that I was not. And it was called the golden era of Metroid. And I was thinking to myself about the year that was 2021. And I was thinking like, I think that 2021 was the best year for Metroid since 2002. And arguably, maybe it's best year ever. Yeah, I'm, I can't really, um, can't really think of an argument against that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if we can call it best year ever quite yet. I feel like, I feel like as years pass and we see kind of, more of the effect that 2021 has on the series going forward. I think then we can start making that. But I also but I also do think that that is what's going to happen. I do think 2021 is going to be a positive catalyst that's going to if not forever, at least for long term change the tra- trajectory of the Metroid series for the better. And so I I do think that that is a a legitimate uh, acclimate. Yeah, I agree. I definitely think that we're going to get some kind of new golden age for Metroid and Metroid Dread is certainly the start of that, but that has to unfold, right? We got to have to see that through. Whereas like 
we know like one golden age has already happened in several years of great metroid followed 2002 so for me 2002 is still the best year of metroid but this is probably the second best year and there's quite a gap between the two but it was a long time coming but yeah i would say it's a top candidate it's certainly up there it's my second i would say maybe the the second best year right now and it remains to be seen it could absolutely become the first I, one thing I will say to build off that is that while well because while I do do agree I think right now 2002 is still technically the best year of Metroid for me personally I have to give it to 2021 just because 2002 was before I became a Metroid fan and now 2001 is where I'm in the prime of my Metroid fandom and I got to live and experience like the rebirth of the series in a way that I never even would have imagined. You know, and, and that's kind of it right there. And I like how you said prime of your Metroid fandom too. Very clever. Completely but, unintentional. I, I think if we're, if we're looking at like the years just like on a, you know, like a by, by game basis, I think that 2002 comes out on top because you have Metroid Prime, arguably one of the greatest games of all time. Not even a Metroid game, just one of the greatest games of all time. And you have Metroid Fusion, which is an absolutely classic 2D Metroid title. And those two just like came together so so fantastically and nobody expected metroid prime in particular to be as good as it was going to be and I, and I i remember thinking like that was the last time that metroid seemed like a really big deal like i know i've told the story of going to the movie before and seeing the metroid prime trailer there but like that was really cool and left an impression on me uh, because you didn't see that ever i had never seen a video game advertisement in a movie theater and i and i don't really think 2002 really ever got beat until maybe this year and kind of to build on what Doom said, like, yes, there was only one Metroid game released versus the two, so that obviously kind of puts it at a disadvantage. But I feel like like the wheel was behind the series for the first time in a way that I don't think it really ever had been, ever. Um, you know, from the reveal to the advertisements to the continuous stream of information from the Metroid Dread report to the actual build-up for Metroid Dread... Uh, to the release and then you know it, it kind of it doesn't win game of the year but it does get a big platform and wins action adventure game of the year which you know we can we could kind of make fun of the game awards for being what they are but you know millions of people still saw that and still watch metroid dread win an award and probably were like you know what the heck is this metroid game maybe i should check this out so with, with all that being said and i guess because twitter is now a thing and it wasn't back in 2002 so like you can see and maybe interact with people that you hadn't of back in the, you know, back in the early 2000s and be like, you know what, you actually should play this game. Like you can, uh, you know, you, you could just see more people kind of coming into the series and, and it was really rewarding, I think, to see that. And so that was my, my case for like, maybe this was the best year for Metroid ever. Uh, we didn't really get a lot of other metroid stuff like you know we we got some zelda stuff to commemorate the 35 years but um i, I think the, what we did get which was a new game finally it was pretty awesome and uh you know just seeing that that community and the fandom and the reception and, and all of that good stuff was uh I, I was just like wow this was if if not the best year certainly the best year that we've had in almost you know, 20 years well, that's the thing it wasn't a new game it was the new game like that's the like yeah, i feel like yeah. there's like that that's a huge important piece of like why this year is so special because we didn't just get a new game we got a game that we were waiting like over a decade and a half for uh two de uh, you know two decades if you count it as the sequel to fusion as well 
and just something like that happening is like genuinely something that I mean I don't know like in the back of my head like I always felt like something was something I was eventually going to see but I never actually believed it it's kind of it's kind of like um it's it's kind of like F-Zero in a sense like you know I don't I don't ever think I'm gonna see F-Zero anytime soon but I also feel like eventually I'm going to see it if that makes sense and that was kind of how I felt right. felt about Metroid 5 and it was just like this thing that was always this vagueness in the back of my mind is like right here. It's a reality and it's Metroid dread. Crazy man. Very crazy. Um, so I have uh, actually, before we move on Dak, is there anything that you want to, to add to that before we go on and talk about the year that is to come? No, I mean, I think you guys kind of nailed it on the head there. I, I, at the end of the day, I think the significance of this game final, like this specific game coming out and not just like another metroid game like i think ultimately you know is really the biggest case it has for having um you know this year being the best year because all that other stuff i think is great but it's kind of icing on the cake like <clears throat> you know the game awards stuff and nintendo's coverage and all that is is one thing but what i actually care about is the game itself and you know 2002 had two i mean that was two of my favorite not only my favorite metroid games but um two of my favorite games of all time but for this year to have Metroid Dread itself, a game that I... I mean, I personally didn't think we were actually going to get Dread. Like, as much as I want... I, I really did not think we were going to get it. Or I didn't think the game that we were going to get was going to be Dread specifically. Or, like... And, and honestly, obviously didn't meet all of my expectations in terms of what I expected from a Fusion sequel. But at the end of the day, it was Metroid Dread. So, like, I think that is something that ultimately is the best case for this being the best year. Uh, all that other stuff is really cool. You know, I love the the community reaction. It was awesome to see, like, all the support. And obviously, like, the game has really kind of pushed Metroid back into being less niche than it was. So that's that's a really great thing, too. And I think Metroid Prime and Metroid Fusion kind of had a, a maybe a similar effect in terms of bringing it more mainstream, too. And, and Dread having that same kind of aspect to it makes this year, you know, almost as strong of a contender as 2002. I think personally, I'll probably still go with that year, but I think I agree, you know, with everything you guys just said. Um, all right. Well, I have some hopes for this series in 2022 that I would like to share with you guys. And you guys, if you have any hopes as well, uh, definitely throw them in there. But uh, I, I think that most of these are like fairly realistic um, in terms of like, maybe, maybe they won't happen necessarily, but it's not because they were so outlandish that they never had a chance of happening. So I think that a lot of these ideas um, definitely could happen. I'm not saying that they all will, but uh, I guess let's start off with the absolute big one that we're, you know, everybody's going to talk about and talk about Metroid Prime 4. So my hope for the Metroid series, I was going to say the Metroid Prime series, but just the Metroid series, is that uh, Metroid Prime 4 main events... E3 2022. And I say that because I feel like that one more thing, one more game can be a pretty big deal, uh, especially at an event like E3. So my my anticipation would be is that maybe it's just like a a trailer, not like a teaser trailer, but like a full-blown like story trailer. Kind of think like the uh like the Breath of the Wild trailer that they showed way back when before that game came out. Um Speaking of Breath of the Wild, I think that Breath of the Wild 2 is, is obviously going to be shown at E3, but, and, and a lot of people will probably say, like, that's going to be the 
the main event or like the last thing that they show. But actually, I think that that game should probably open the show since we're all expecting for it. We're all waiting for it. We've been waiting forever and people know that it's coming. Whereas like with Metroid Prime 4, we kind of know it's coming, but they also kind of have the element of surprise as well. And I like, I really think that like the game that you end E3 with is like instantly a big deal because you're putting it in that in that slot that, you know, that big deal slot. So if you, if you present something as a big deal, people will perceive it as a big deal. So I really hope that we see Metroid prime four in that position at E3 2022. I do have something to add to that, but what do you fellas think of that? Yeah, I um, completely agree. I, I think we're absolutely seeing prime four um, in 2022. This finally, I've, I've always felt hesitant to say whether it's going to be the year that we're going to see it, but 2022, I've been saying for a while, like this feels like the right time to show it. I am on the camp that believes that Prime 4 is a 2023 or possibly even later, but I, I feel like holiday 2020, 2023 sounds reasonable for that. And, uh, and as a result, I feel like showing like a quick story trailer at like E3 along with, well, we'll, we'll, we'll go with the along with later on since we're just talking about Prime 4 for now, but yeah. I've been predicting this for a while, and I'm sticking with that prediction. I think I think it's going to be the year of the four, baby. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you guys. I definitely think we're seeing Metroid Prime 4 at E3 or at some major Nintendo event in the first half of the year. I don't think we're going to see Metroid Prime 4 as late as holiday 2023. I think that, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I, I really think we might see this game earlier in, in 2023, maybe even at the end of 2022. If they're like Nintendo now seems to be in it. Like, oh. well, the, well, I mean, at this point, number one, I think they want to continue to ride that Metroid momentum. And even if they release, you know, re-release old games, which you can get to later, like everyone's anticipating a new game after Dread. And that would either be another 2D Metroid or it would be Metroid Prime 4, as far as we know. So and also Nintendo seems to, especially with Metroid games, kind of announce them and show them off and then release them in the same year. I mean, that just happened with Metroid Dread. So... I wouldn't be surprised now, actually, if maybe we saw Metroid Prime. F maybe I'm maybe I'm being too optimistic here, but I, I would not be entirely surprised if Metroid Prime Four was announced at E3 this year or around that time, and then released later next year in 2022 or maybe early 2023. I feel like two full years after Dread for Prime Four to come out does seem a bit too late. Uh, they, I think they would need kind of a bigger thing in between that to keep that momentum going and i'm not sure if re-releasing the old games would be that but i definitely agree that we'll see metroid prime 4 in terms of a fuller reveal like the actual reveal of the game 100 percent in 2022 okay uh, you know what something's gonna happen here that doesn't happen a ton on this show but i agree with you dak i think if i have a realistic hope for metroid prime 4 and i think that this could happen i think that this releases in Let's just say March 2023. I think that that is reasonable and I could see it happening because you show it off at E3 2022. You reveal it to the world. Um, you show gameplay. You show a story trailer. Maybe maybe they have it in the treehouse, but maybe they don't at E3. And if they don't, that's okay because you have a couple more Nintendo Directs that, uh, that happen at you know February, September before March hits. So you can show off Metroid Prime 4. Um, but I think that it does make pretty good sense to have that in that springtime time slot because, I, I don't know, I, I don't feel like... So Nintendo typically has like a big November game, and that big November game is like usually like a proven draw. Like this year it was Pokemon, 
Um, last year, I think it was was Sword and Shield. Uh, the year before it was Smash. So like, there's usually like a big game that anchors their holiday season. And as much as Nintendo got behind Metroid Prime Four this year, I I just don't know if Metroid Prime Four is that game for Nintendo. So I could see them releasing it in the springtime window, which has been a fairly successful window. That's when Mario Kart, Breath of the Wild, Splatoon were all released. So I could see this game launching then and being uh, maybe coming out a little bit sooner than we all think. That would be my hope. Yeah, I'm not I, sure I, if I, I I'm not sure if I agree with that just because I can't remember the last time a Metroid game was released in that time. You t- typically Metroid games usually release in the fall. And then um, I think Prime's uh, 1 and 2 actually released in, like, November of the holiday of that Prime year. Prime 1 did, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, well, and and Prime 2. I mean, I mean, I, we could go on and on about the Prime 2 release date and everything about that. But, but yeah, typically typically Metroid games release in, like, the um, end of summer, early fall, kind of in that, kind of in that August and September range. Um, I, and so I could see, like... Um, Metroid Prime following suit in that some somewhere between August and November I feel like is a good time slot for that. Yeah, I just I feel like Nintendo especially with the Metroid games wants to take advantage of the holiday season coming up right after. I mean, they just did that with the with Dread, they did that with Metroid Prime 1 and 2. Metroid Prime 3 kind of was a little earlier in the year, um but still the holiday season was not very far behind. So I just feel like a, a March release date and then waiting all that time for the holidays afterward, just, I don't know. I don't know if that makes too, as much sense to me. And yeah, I can't think of a Metroid game other than, I mean, maybe Hunters, I think, was... Super Metroid. Super Metroid. Uh, March 19th, 1994. To be fair, that was in Japan. It released in April in North yeah, America. I think, then, Zero Mission, I think Zero Mission also released in February. Okay. And then, yeah, Hunters yeah. was March. So, I mean, okay. So it's kind of all over the place, but I I kind I. I don't know. It makes I, I what they just did with Dread feels like it's working, right? Like or going to work. Like they had a big release uh, just before Christmas, and then they're gonna get a bunch more sales with you know the Christmas rush and all those you know all the gifts that are going to be given and will be Metroid Dread as, along with you know the new O L O D Switch and all that. Jesus, O L O D O L E D. Say that three times. I just say I just say OLED. OLED. Anyway, so I I think they. I could see it being another dread situation, but yeah, like honestly, kind of looking at it, it seems like you gotta get releases for Metroid games mostly across the calendar. Metroid Prime games, with the exception of Hunters, seem to be more weighted towards the latter part of the year. So I don't know. It could also be a difference of whether or not they're trying to avoid certain releases of other games, right? Or maybe trying to align it with the release well, of other but, games. And that's too. just it. Yeah. So we really. Don't know so that. so my my counter argument to you, gentlemen. Is, well, actually, first of all, it's not really an argument so much because I, I can be flexible. Maybe I'll just say it releases sometime between March and August. But just to counter that really quickly, um, I think that with Metro Dread being as successful as it was and, and Metroid Prime 4 going to be as successful as we hope it is, that maybe they don't do what they've typically done with Metroid before and they, and they do become a little bit more unconventional. And maybe that means releasing it in November as their big anchor game. I don't know. But I, I think that with the success that Dread has given the series, you can be like you don't you're not necessarily anchored to what you've done before, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean I also think I'm not sure if Metroid Prime Four is gonna be in development for so long. I'm not I'm not sure because we really have no information and, and we don't know the extent of what the reboot was when it restarted in early twenty nineteen or if it was exactly in early twenty nineteen, or maybe that's just when they announced it and maybe it happened a little earlier than that. You know, do they, you know, the end of uh, 
2022 that'll be almost three years since like the restart or whatever so like that's that's I, I think would be enough time to have the game ready but maybe they needed some more time maybe they aren't using any kind of assets or any ideas or anything whatsoever from you know the original development version of metroid prime 4 or maybe they did so i don't know i i still think that like holiday 2023 seems so far away and to have like metroid dread come out and be you know winning awards and being such a successful game as it has been to not follow it up with another major metroid game like soonish i maybe maybe it's just not possible but would seem like a squandered opportunity to me well, keep in mind, there yeah, was a four-year development gap between Samus Returns <coughs> and Dread, so I don't think it's that implausible. But that's a smaller that's a smaller company, though. I mean, you have uh, Mercury Steam in size comparison, employee size is not even remotely the same as, as Retro Studios. And it's also the scale of the game is different. So, like, I don't know. Also, I mean, Halo. I mean, Halo Infinite was in development for six years, and three yeah, but that's is a being much developed by three four three, which is as way more like. It, I won't like. I mean, I mean, I, I, I agree record. with you. Three, four. I agree with you. Three, four, three is a. Me- the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make make is though. I don't think that. I don't think that it's for us on the outside to be able to decide like, oh, how long games should be. Well, I'm not deciding. I mean, fa- I'm I'm speculating. Is what I'm. I'm obviously not sitting here deciding, dude. I'm like, I'm speculating. I'm not sure that, that we have no information. I I, I use the wrong choice of words. There. I guess I guess what I'm saying is we don't know, and I don't think I don't think there's any evidence one way or another to be able to be like, oh, for sure, it has to be. It has to be a three year development time. And for me, for me, judging by um, just kind of like. Well, I guess like the internal drama that we've seen so far with Prime Four development, even if it wasn't from Retro specifically, I'm just I'm just putting on um, kind of a long game attitude for this. I guess that's just the way that I'm look approaching the whole thing. I I think I really do, guys. I think that uh, spring 2023 is not impossible. That's maybe best case. Well, maybe best case in terms of like getting it the soonest as possible. Would that be best case for it? you know, sales-wise or anything like that, I'm not exactly sure, but I don't think that release is is impossible because everyone I've talked to seems to kind of think that it's coming out holiday 2023, and I'm hoping maybe we can get it a little bit sooner. That said, though, um, I, sorry, before you go on, I do think that if we get a Metroid Prime HD or remaster or whatever and that comes out holiday 2022, maybe that'll be enough to kind of hold things over for Prime three to, or Prime 4 to come out in 2023. So if that were the case, yeah. that I could see that. Well, uh, I have one more thing about Prime 4, but let's just jump to it because you brought it up. Uh, my hope is that um, Metroid Prime... I, I'm going to say Metroid Prime Trilogy. Not Metroid Prime HD, but Metroid Prime Metroid Prime Trilogy releases in October. Keep keep October as Metroid Month because it worked pretty well for Dread. Let's get that Metroid Prime Trilogy out and in the hands of uh, consumers everywhere. Um, I hope that all the things, the quality of life changes that we've talked about ad nauseum are included in this game and i hope that it comes out in october because i think that if that happens then um maybe maybe if that game comes out in october that kind of makes my metroid prime 4 coming out in march a little bit unrealistic yeah that's but I, uh, I, I do think that that would be a good way to to keep the momentum going if we are going to wait until holiday 2023 for metroid prime 4 that's that's what's kind of making me think that it might actually be holiday 2023 now just because yeah if we're gonna get a metroid prime hd or trilogy whatever it is like that feels like it would be another holiday 2022 game and then to have prime 4 come out 
like what five six months after that it does seem a bit soon but then i don't know maybe they just want to start stacking it up and giving us a bunch of metroid i mean i wouldn't be complaining yeah so i think andy and i we talked about um trilogy versus remaster on um a previous episode of the i podcast. was also there i think for that i believe maybe i think i was i thought it was i thought it was just andy and i maybe, maybe I i'm misremembering i could be wrong but um, these days blur together by God. Almost episodes, man. I don't know. True. <laughs> but no. Um. So obviously. Uh. So obviously, if you put a gun to my head and and I had to choose for me selfishly, I would pick Prime Remaster over the trilogy just because I already have all the trilogy games, and if I really, and you know, if I um really want to play them, I still have access to them. But a Prime Remaster, that's not necessarily something we don't have, assuming they rebuild it from the ground up. But and, and I talked about this on the episode, if I'm not being selfish and I wanted to do what would be best for the franchise, what would get more people invested, obviously you release the trilogy. And so that would be, the. I mean, the best case scenario is if they, if they remastered all three games. I would pop off so hard if they uh, if they revealed that at A3. But, but, you know, let's just say it's just a straight 1080p port, maybe some minor texture work and, you know, um, dual analog controls with the motion controls. You you do that. You release it in October. I think that's going to be able to stain stain it enough before um, Prime Four comes out. See, that's why I think I was on this episode because I definitely remember talking about this. Because I I disagree. I think the the more the bigger impact would be, and the least selfish thing to do would be a, a remaster or HD release of Metroid Prime because that would have a bigger impact than just re-releasing three old games as they are with maybe new controls. So that's why I definitely think I was on this episode. Um, yeah, I think I would rather get Metroid Prime HD than the three trilogy game or like the trilogy in three games essentially just being re-released because i already have them i've already played them i can't play a metroid prime hd remaster because it doesn't exist yet but i don't think as a result we might get two or three remastered but that might be or an hd that might be or whatever like that might be the compromise uh but i think overall for the series and i think i said this last time or whatever it was maybe on discord i don't know but for the franchise, I think it would be a much better look to bring back, uh, essentially, the consensus-wise, like, what everyone kind of accepts, the best Metroid Prime game, and re-releasing that, not just as it was alongside the other two games, but completely built, rebuilding it, and, you know, new graphics, new controls, new textures, like, really, re you know, making it look like a modern Metroid Prime game, that I think would have a way more, a, way, a much bigger impact. Because at the end of the day, the trilogy is, is still mostly for met, like dedicated Metroid fans. Like casual Metroid fans or new Metroid fans, like maybe ones that joined from Dread or even ones who might be joining up for a re-release of a Prime game or for Prime 4, might not play all three of the trilogy. They might just want to play one Metroid Prime game. So releasing the uh, one of them, but having it remaster HD, I think it ultimately would have the biggest impact. That's what most likely a lot more people would just be playing that one game and to have it kind of rebuilt and looking more modern and fresh, I think would, would have, I guess would be received more overall better or better overall than just re-releasing three games, which they aged well, but you can tell they're games from the 2000s and don't stack up like, you know, looks wise to what we have today. So I would, I would love to just see the prime HD. If it compromises, we don't get the other two remastered. It is what it is. I, I agree yeah, to an we'll, we'll have to agree to disagree there because I I think it would be best for business having no. the three of them. But um, you know either way I'm not going to complain. Well I well, I was going to um, say I agree to an extent. I think it all depends on to on to, I guess what extent that remaster would compromise of because it's like 
Um, like, let's say it's something on the level of, like, um, Xenoblade Definitive Edition, then, like, maybe I could, I could see that for sure being, like, the bigger impact. But if it's something more like a Skyward Sword HD, then I don't think it would have, I don't think it would have the same, I don't think it would have the same impact as just releasing the full trilogy. Well, yeah, yeah, Skyward Sword Uh, HD I think it would be, like, like extremely comparable to what they did with Skyward Sword HD, where, like, they, I mean, they, yes, they updated the graphics to you know, to look good in HD, but what they really did was kind of tweak know, the control system for a newer... Oh, it looks it great. It does not look good. Um, I don't know what your... The game is so let's, ugly. Let's not get down this <laughs> so rabbit hole. Ugly. We're talking Metroid, not Zelda. Um, but you should come You should come back on the Zelda podcast. I'd love to beat you up there, Dak. I but, can think uh, of so many other things I'd rather do. <laughs> I, think, uh, I, I think that it would be much the same. You'd get the slight tweak in graphics, but the real kind of meat and potatoes of that would be the controls. That that would be my hope for this trilogy to to kind of bring this point all the way back. Home. I just yeah, I mean so, the controls need to obviously be upgraded in all, in all yeah. accounts. I think everyone can agree on that. I just think you know re-releasing older games like without any kind of change, and I'm gonna kind of constrict myself later, but like we already like we had Dread come out, so I kind of want the older 2D Metroids to come back. That's okay if we didn't get the remaster, but like I think eventually we'll get a Fusion like remake anyway. But, like, to release, you know, 1, 2, and 3 as they are and just updating the controls, like, I, I feel like that's just more for the the, fa- the Metroid fan that already exists, the dedicated Metroid fan that's already probably played those games as they are and just wants them on their Switch. A casual weight or, or, or non-Metroid fan isn't really going to be as excited to play a game that came out in 2004 or 2007, I don't think, just because it has new controls. I think when you kind of give it that shine and make it look really awesome and add some new features and and really rebuild it, that's what's going to bring some people in and might give them a better taste of what we're going to expect from Metroid Prime 4 rather than giving them something that might not be indicative of what we're going to get here in 2022 or 2023. So I have one counter-argument for you. Okay. Super Mario 3D All-Stars has sold 9 million copies. Okay. I mean, that's Mario, though. That's like, you're literally, oh, like, that's literally Mario. That's a complete uh, okay. different franchise. If, if Metroid Prime if Metroid was as popular that, as Mario, if Metroid was as popular as Mario or Pokemon, that would be completely different. You could re- you could release anything with the name on it and people would buy it. That's com- that uh, now that comparison doesn't make any sense because it's not Mario. Yes, yes no, it, it does. Doesn't. It's three old games. They're, these, they're not these ones three old even, games. They're three old no 3D Mario games, bro. And they're some of the most crazy popular games of all time. That's not even all the remotely the same thing as Metroid Prime games, which are not even as remotely as close as popular, had the same impact, or sold sure, as but much. If they, they're if they were different. like a third... Anyway, we're arguing about something that, that doesn't really matter i hope it comes out uh nine million copies sold if it can do a fraction of that then we're in business i think you're underestimating how much people may want to play those metroid prime games and that's fine but uh we'll see i do want to move on though because i got some other things to get to here um and i'm gonna go back to metroid prime 4 and i bet you that both of you can guess what my wish for metroid prime 4 is before i even say it dak do you care to guess what i wish for metroid prime or what 4? my hope is for this game yeah I I actually don't know. <laughs> you hope it doesn't okay. have multiplayer. Oh, is that what it is? No, oh. no, no, th- that wasn't it. I was going to say that. In fact, I have that down. Okay, we'll talk about this one first. In fact, I have it down that I do I do hope that multiplayer was included in Metroid Prime 4, but I I wouldn't be crushed if it wasn't, but there are people out there that would like it and I think that if you can do it without like taking away from from the core game like if you can if you can make 
the multiplayer and you can have it added on and it's fun, that's great. Uh, but as long as the core game is still the full experience and nothing has been kind of taken away from from making that single-player campaign the best it can be, then I'm totally down for having multiplayer, actually. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, yeah. I mean that, uh, at the end of the day, look, like not every first-person shooter or whatever has to have multiplayer. And while I think it would be great, like, yeah, if, if Metroid Prime 4 is still a stellar game campaign-wise and I'm really enjoying it and it hits on all cylinders and I enjoy the gameplay and the story and how it looks and how it feels, how it sounds and all that, you know, I'm still going to enjoy the game a ton, but I will think it'll be a missed opportunity if it doesn't have any kind of, of multiplayer, uh, specifically, you know, PvE or PvP multiplayer. So it is what it is. At the end of the day, it'll still be a game on the Switch, and who knows, maybe it wouldn't be uh, as as robust of a multiplayer suite as other games I might quite expect. It is what it is, but, uh, you know, as long as it's a good Metroid Prime game, I'm fine with whatever we get. I just think, in terms of not only the, uh, the quality of the game, but just for the franchise overall, having multiplayer would likely entice more people to play the game, or buy the game, or try it out, or just give me people more replay value, or a reason to keep coming back and keep trying it out. But at the same time, you can get that stuff with single player too. So, I'm excited regardless. I do think, though, obviously, aside from the fact that I would love to play more Metroid Prime multiplayer, I think that kind of stuff is really fun. And they can bring back stuff in the previous games and do it better. So there's more potential there as well. But I also think it would be fun for everyone. So I'd like to see it. If we don't, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I agree. I don't have much else to add to that other than uh, check out our multiplayer episode to hear uh, more in-depth thoughts on how that would uh, play out. Oh, my. <laughs> Look at this guy plugging away. Excellent. We've taught you well, dude. I mean, good job. Um, yeah, I mean, I li like, listen, I, I wouldn't be... I would be excited for multiplayer for the people that are excited for it. I don't think I would... I mean, I'd probably play it for this podcast, but it's I wouldn't sit down after a day of work and be like... Man, I want to unwind and play some Metro. I mean, Prime if it's good enough. Oh yeah, I would multiplayer. I want to some some Prime. That's what I'd love to do. Uh, you know what? Maybe. I mean, maybe. You know what is a really good example of uh, of multiplayer in a single player driven game is Mass Effect Three, actually. And when I say there was like an online multiplayer that you could play, and like you know, a guy like me, that's not really a big thing for me. But the by doing by playing the multiplayer, it actually increased your your planetary readiness to go and fight the reapers and it was fun enough so like that that was uh it was kind of integrated to a point where i was like okay actually i i, I will go and play and you know maybe that could be somewhat of a blueprint but uh that wasn't my hope for metroid prime 4 um did you have a guess what my hope for metroid prime 4 was death or doom i i genuinely have no idea so <laughs> i'm curious all right you're you're gonna groan after you hear this I hope we get a title, and I hope it's not called Metroid Prime 4. Oh, I, Andy. Call it oh. Metroid Prime something. Metroid <laughs> Prime Resurrections. I don't know anything but Metroid Prime 4. It's not get that consistent. Get out of here. <laughs> it's already not consistent. You've got Metroid Prime Hunters. You've got Metroid Prime Federation Those are spinoffs, though. Those Prime aren't mainline entries. <laughs> Who cares? That's the it, point of the naming system. That's the, it's it's no, consistent no, in that the main... Bro, listen. It's it, get dude, that four, listen, listen, take it away, listen. put it in the mail, and send it's it away. It's consistent in that the main games have a number, and the non-main games do not have a number. That is consistent. So the only consistency is its inconsistency. All right. Well, let's, let's keep it going here. I have a few more hopes. Um, so we've talked about Metro Prime HD... We've talked about Metroid Prime 4 ad nauseum. You know what? I I do hope that we get some kind of update for Metroid Dread. 
uh, be it another difficulty or be it uh, a boss rush or something like that. If you know, if it's paid, unpaid, anything like that, um, I, I hope that that we do get something. I'm not entirely sure if we're going to or not. I mean, uh, if, if we are, it's going to be revealed at the February direct, if anything, or maybe it'll just be one of those random Twitter announcements. Who knows? But um, I, I do hope that there's something that's added to Metroid Dread. Just give us remappable buttons. That's it. I'm not yeah. picky. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that needy. Sure. Yeah. Just give us. Just give us the thing that was in Super Metroid like almost 30 years ago now. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I really don't think we're gonna see like a randomizer or a speed run mode. Like I, I don't think we're gonna see that whatsoever. But I would love to see a quality of life update. Give me remappable buttons fix the performance issues, stuff like that is just like simple stuff. I mean, you know, simple in terms of like conceptually uh, and doesn't require like making new modes or whatever. Um, if I could get that, if I get some some fixes there, I would be happy. I really don't think we're going to see outright Metroid Dread DLC. I don't think we're going to get that another area of the game to fill up the map or whatever it is. What I, I I would I would be very surprised we got I'd be pleasantly surprised, but I would be very surprised we did get anything like that. I think it would be better to just give me quality of life, update the game to make it feel, you know, a little better while you're playing it, and I think we'd be good to go and then just focus on the next game. I will also add fix the Borinia crash that happened to me on stream. <laughs> Oh yeah, maybe update what, the music. What triggered that? I have no idea. I still have it. I should honestly probably just submit that to Mercury Steam and see if they can figure it out because I have no idea how that happens. Well, I have uh, I have one more hope that is uh, related to Metroid specifically, and then I'll turn it over to you guys. Um, I do hope that in addition to the Sega Genesis and the N sixty four. That we do get Game Boy Advance games added to the expansion pass. Yes. For Online. And yeah. of course, that Metroid Fusion and Metroid Zero Mission are there. The only thing that I could see that maybe would hamper this is if Nintendo plans to work on a Metroid Fusion remake. Which I, I'm I'm sure that they're going to make one, like eventually. I'm, I'm sure that that's coming at some point in time. But if it's not coming for like another... I don't know, two years or so. Like, why not throw Metroid Fusion on the uh, on the the console, the online console? So yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense I, just I, yeah. to have Game Boy Advance games on there. Um, and you know, it's just like there are so many there are so many crucial games to like not only the the Metroid series but like the Zelda series, the uh, the Wario. Like, just all there's a lot of like really solid titles on the Game Boy Advance. So I, I hope that those games do make their way on there and. Uh, you know, my hope is that it's added to the already existing expansion pass because uh, I don't want to hear everyone crying about having to pay for it yeah. anymore. I, that would be great if I could just get the game on my Switch and not to pay a subscription or something. But, I, yeah, I think 2022 Metroid Fusion and Metroid Zero Mission coming to the Switch in some capacity I think is very like, or I would love to see it, and I do think it's very likely. At the end of the day, this is... Uh, a fusion remake also agreed is probably up there and probably coming and likely just going to use the dread engine but you got to throw those games on the switch wouldn't be that crazy that would be another like small way to keep that metro metroid momentum going and then now that I, you know because we were talking about this earlier in the year of well when do they re when do they release the 
the Game Boy Advance Metroids in comparison to when Dread comes out. And I think once you have Dread launched as it has, and then you have the holiday season go by, I think after that point, like, almost everyone who wants to get Dread is, is probably going to own it by then. So I don't think you need to hold off on, on the GBA Metroids being released on the Switch as well. I think maybe before Dread might have been a bit premature, but now that it's out and it'll be multiple opportunities for people to get the game or receive it for the holiday or whatever it is, now, you know, give us the you know the 2D Metroids. Maybe even they could, you know, give it to us around the time Metroid Prime 4 is revealed as well, kind of towards the middle of the year next year. Throw those games out, have them available for, you know, the second half of 2022. And then, you know, you could even follow that up with Metroid Prime HD, whatever it is. So... I definitely think we'll we'll see the Game Boy Advance games hitting the Switch in 2022. Let me let me pitch you guys something. I, I don't think this would ever happen, actually. But uh, I was just looking at the Game Boy Advance games, and there's a lot of awesome Game Boy Advance games, by the way. Uh, but I'm looking at the Castlevania games, and of course, those games uh, were just released as a bundle on the Nintendo eShop. I would I would even be willing to buy Metroid Prime or Metroid Prime Metroid Fusion and Metroid Zero Mission if they were bundled together. I, I can't see that happening. I, I can't see Nintendo doing that. But if, you know, if it ever did, I, I would even be willing to buy that just as long as I can play those games on my Switch. I mean, honestly, you never really know with Nintendo. I mean, they have, I mean, they have the online services, but then again, they also did Super Mario 3D All-Stars. And so it's kind of hard to tell. And then there was the also the Fire Emblem localization. If, if they were bundled together, um, there's un- the unfortunate chance that they might be limited time releases, which would really suck and hamper a lot of that, that hype away. So please don't do that, Nintendo. But um, yeah, I can see it going either way. Especially even if there's a Fusion remake, because like, remake or not, like even um, going back to 3D All-Stars again, you know, they released Super Mario 64 on the expansion pass, even though they had just released 3D All-Stars the year before with, you know, the updated textures and all that. So yeah, I don't think a Fusion remake would make that much of a difference. Well... We will, we will see, but, uh, I mean, you know, even outside the realm of Metroid, man, I'm looking at these at these games, and, like, let's say if you had the Mario Kart Super Circuit, Zelda Minish Cap, Mario and Luigi Advance Wars, like, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, like, there are some killer games on the Game Boy Advance that I, I really hope that we do get to experience on the Nintendo Switch um, sooner rather than later. So... I have some just general Nintendo hopes for the next year, but I'll turn it over to you guys if you guys have any uh, Metroid hopes that you want to talk about before we move on. Well, there's one uh, big, uh, and I don't, I'm not even going to use the word hope. This is pretty much a guarantee at this point. And uh, Dak, I know you're, uh, I know you're waiting for this too. But uh, as of right now, we're not even in 2022 yet. We're at the tail end of 2021, and Metroid Dread has already sold over 2.5 million copies worldwide, which means at some time next year, uh, we are all going to sit in our chairs, uh, get some buttered popcorn, some cheddar cheese popcorn, whatever whatever you're down for, and we're going to watch uh, our, our favorite YouTuber, RGT85, stream his favorite game of all time, Balan Wonderworld, when Metroid Dread breaks that 3 million... Uh, copy threshold so i am very much looking forward to that dak i know you're looking forward to that as well and yeah yeah it's it's more so that he has to play it than anything uh i don't know if i'll actually watch because <laughs> i don't want to watch that game <laughs> being played <laughs> um maybe i'll throw it up anyway on my second monitor but yes that will be that'll be fun um 
I think for me, other than that, I mean, aside from the the GBA games being released, I would just like to see some more like Metroid related media. And I think this is probably very unlikely, but you know, you know, more Metroid coverage or maybe you know, new merchandise or some kind of stuff. I don't know. I I, I hope it's not. We're not just getting some. We probably are just getting games, I guess, and the advertisements for those games when they come out. But it would it would be nice to have the 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 universe ex, you know expanded, so to speak, and get some more stuff that wasn't necessarily just games. Forgot, you know, I don't know. I feel like it probably won't ever happen, but it would be nice to see. You know, I have a weirdly specific hope for next year. Now that you bring that up, that I forgot to mention, and it's probably already too late, actually. But uh, in my basement. I have uh, about seven Nintendo puzzles, like, framed that uh, my wife and I have put together. And uh, I remember seeing that Samus Returns puzzle, and I never got that, and I wish I had. And so I wish that they, uh, I wish that they would have made a Metroid Dread puzzle, or maybe they'll make a Metroid Prime puzzle mm-hmm. when, uh, when that game is eventually re-released. Or maybe I'll just have to wait till Metroid Prime 4. But you know what? Puzzles are actually kind of cool just for, like, if you're hanging out drinking on a snowy day... Have a you know have a nice night in do a puzzle and then you frame it after and you got some cool artwork so I hope that that uh, that that is eventually a thing as well just to build off what you just said Dak yeah there was also a Super Metroid puzzle they released during the um, SNES Classic as well I have them both on my uh, on my uh, Metroid display so yeah very cool pieces oh you know what I actually I went to go get uh, a friend of mine to get me the the Super Metroid puzzle but. Uh, COVID happened, so I don't actually know if this guy has it for me or Ooh, not. So maybe we'll have to talk off air about this de- mm-hmm. or Doom. See, uh, see if I can part your part your puzzle away from you for not the right price. Not a chance in know. hell. <laughs> All right. Well, I have two. I have two other hopes for this year, and they're both kind of the same hope, actually, but but a different uh, a different version of the same hope. So, the Switch, I feel like, has been a haven for games that have underperformed in uh, in the past and you're seeing you're seeing those games come back with a resurgence like you kind of saw like advance wars is a good one that's coming back after a forever hiatus i mean even metroid dread to an extent is coming back and had its most successful launch ever i mean pokemon snap was dormant for 20 years uh go down the list and there's a lot of like really exciting franchises that have come out on the nintendo switch and by god I think it's time for three key franchises to come back. And you guys can can rip on me after and tell me it's going to be impossible. But uh, I don't think it's impossible. Maybe not all of them in the same year, but maybe we'll get one of them. But I think that this year we will either see a new F-Zero game announced, Ooh! a new Wario Land game announced, or a new... Ooh mother game announced oh, okay the and last one is not mother, happening last one is no way i, I, don't think, I think that that might be well. actually the uh the most likely of the three none of that's happening and let me tell you why well no hold on let me tell you why i could see them remaking earthbound like the original earthbound for snes and and maybe kind of using an offshoot of like the Link's awakening engine that they had built because i feel like that uh, style of you know that that aesthetic fits earthbound pretty well um I don't know. Why not? I mean, there has to be some kind of reason why Earthbound isn't on the SNES online, right? Like, I, I don't know. But I feel like maybe it could happen. I, I do. Uh, Earthbound is a figment of our imaginations, so that's that's already an automatic not happening. Um, 
Wario, I, I mean, again, I'm, I'm in Dax camp. I don't think any of those three are happening. If I had to choose which is the most likely, I'd say probably Wario Land, I think. But again, like, I don't even think that's especially likely. Especially because we just got, um, we, we just got the new WarioWare game, like, just a few months ago as well, so. I, I don't know. I mean, if that, if that does happen, I will, I hope I lose this, I hope I lose this bet, like, for the record. Because, like, any of those three would be absolutely insane, like, internet-breaking moments, in my opinion. Like, I'd be totally down. Honestly, if anything, I feel like a Kid Icarus game would be, would be more likely next now yes. that, um, uh, now that Sakurai's done with, um, I was, Smash for the time being. Yep, I was gonna say. You know what, I, I could, uh, I could be on board with that, actually. If, that, yeah. if, if. It was the Metroidvania style of Kid Icarus and not that Kid Icarus Uprising business because I wasn't a no, fan of that. Give me Kid Icarus Uprising 2. That game was so cool. I love that game. And that's like, I don't, I don't need another 2D. Uh, no, uh, give me give me that one. I, I would love a follow-up to Uprising considering I think it would play better on the Switch than it would on, on the, it did on the DS or 3DS, whatever it was. Uh, yeah. So first, well, I'll give you that because that—that's why I hated it because it, yeah, well, it controlled well, yeah, well, awfully, that's why like it was terrible. Release it on the new console that wouldn't control as bad. So yeah, I definitely would rather see a Kid, Kid Icarus Uprising style Kid Icarus game, and I think that is more likely than I don't even think that's very likely. But if I had to pick out of four of those things, I would pick Kid Icarus. Uh, definitely not seeing a new Earthbound, though. I agree that like diorama or diorama like 3D kind of look that the new Link's Awakening game has, I think would be perfect for Earthbound. In fact, I feel like that style fits Earthbound more than, than Zelda, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I yeah. would be totally down for that. I just don't think it would happen because it's Earthbound and it doesn't exist. Um, F-Zero, I don't think we're ever getting a new F-Zero game because they'll just make Mario Kart faster. Um, and a new Wario game, I think out of those three, probably feels the most likely just because Wario is an actual thing these days and those other two things aren't. But yeah, we just got WarioWare. I don't know if it would be directly a Wario Land game, but I could see that. I think I could also see a Wario World type game, which was also one of my favorite GameCube games back in the day, and criminally short. Um, yeah, I, I could see that only because Wario is still like a, a character that is relevant these days and has new games coming out still. But because we did just get a WarioWare game, I'm not sure if we'll see another Wario game until maybe 2023. We're getting Wario Master of Disguise 2. Get hyped, everyone. <laughs> I'm I'm down for some like crazy kind of Wario game. Like <laughs> Wario of the Wild. Like, gimme that. Like, gimme an open world Wario game. Like if we're gonna just make everything open world, like let's make some crazy stuff. Like let's not like like, like gimme Wario like running around farting on people and shoulder checking stuff. Like let me let me go and steal and like rob banks as Wario. Like let me do that. Like like that's the kind of game I want. I don't need, or like Kid Icarus of the Wild, <laughs> a big open world Kid Icarus game. Like, why not? Let's just do it. I'm down for that. I'm telling you guys, I, I could see Earthbound happening. I have a feeling. Earthbound doesn't exist. I have a feeling. It's, it's, it's I never come feeling. out. Ness and Lucas are from Smash Brothers. Um, you know what? Actually, uh, I have to say that, uh, I think, uh, so I finally got around to playing Mother 3 last year. Uh, I think I like it actually more than Earthbound, which is kind of funny because I think that's the game that would get remade. But uh, yeah, I would be down to see that. Um, I would love a new F-Zero too. And I know that a lot of people are like, oh, Mario Kart cancels out F-Zero. But I really don't think it oh, does it actually at all. No. Like at all. So I, I think that that game could 
potentially happen. Uh, but I, I don't know what it is. I, I feel like of the three, I think Earthbound is is the one that uh, has the best chance. Obviously, I'm just crazy, but I don't know. I can feel it. So, and that's my hope for Nintendo. So here's the thing. I agree. Uh, Mario Kart most certainly does not cancel out F-Zero. They are two completely different beasts. The question is, does Nintendo think yes, exactly. Mario Kart cancel out F-Zero? And for Nintendo, yeah. I, I, I think the answer right now is fairly obvious. Though, though again, I disagree with you, Dak. I do think we're going to see F-Zero eventually. It's just... The, the, the tide isn't right right now. You know, I'm sticking my finger in the wind and, the, you know, we're it's not, not blown in the right F-Zero, direction. It's not happening for like another decade, bro. Mario Kart 8 mm-hmm. is going to be yeah. sold. Like, it's going to be like GTA 5 where it's just, it's it, they don't make a GTA 6. <laughs> it's just always GTA 5. Like, that's what's going to be happening with Mario Kart. And I doubt they're going to release like another first party racing game that competes with that. Considering, even though, yeah, Mario Kart and F-Zero are not the same, but... You know, now Mario Kart has F-Zero tracks and has 200cc and, and blah, blah. So, like, yeah, in, in Nintendo's eyes, why do they need to make F-Zero? They can just keep selling Mario Kart. Yeah, it's um, a shame. You know, it's a shame. And, and I, I think that like, we all... Like, sorry, you We, we all agree it. that F-Zero doesn't necessarily compete. And I, and I think that if you leaned into that a little bit more into, like, the car customization, or maybe you could lean into, like, the story mode with Falcon more and make it kind of like a hybrid, like, Star Fox Assault was with, like... Maybe some ground levels well, where Star you're Fox punching game, people. That feels and like, like I could. I I wouldn't be unsurprised uh, by a well, Star Fox yeah, okay. game. Another one. I I we we could do a whole episode on Star Fox actually because I have some ideas on how to make that work. But um, I I really do think that you could make an F Zero game different enough. And like to your point, Doom. If if now isn't the right time, I mean, like when is the right time, right? Like you've got what's going to be the most successful Nintendo franchise ever. Every game. That Nintendo publishes almost almost all of them have done extremely well. So I mean, like, you know, if you're ever gonna do it, yeah, now's the time. Yeah. Here's the thing: if they were doing it, we would have heard something by now, some sort of sketchy leak by now. So I don't know. Well, to to your point, we did for yeah, a while. Did. Remember, before Retro yeah. was uh, redistributed to Metroid Prime, they were doing. Or no, you know what? That was, that was Star, Star Fox, Fox Grand GP. Prix. That was Star Fox. Yeah, I'm stand corrected. Well, well, maybe, maybe Retro was working on Star Fox, G, you know, GP or whatever. Then they stopped doing it because they were working on Metroid Prime 4, so they handed the project over to someone else, and it became an F-Zero game. Boom, what about that? I could be I could be down for that. Could also, happen. on the topic of Star Fox, and I won't get on this too much, but um, uh, give it to Bandai Namco, uh, give it to the team that does the Ace Combat series, let them do Star Fox. I'd buy that in a heartbeat. Uh, I'll take your word for that. I just, I feel like it's not hard to make a good Star Fox game. I, I don't. And I don't know if I went on this rant on this podcast or another mind, but like, okay, you have three options, okay? Option A, it's a Star Fox adventure or assault type game where you're playing on foot and maybe you're in your, your R-Wing a little bit. Great. Option B, it's an open world Star Fox game where you can just kind of fly around and get out of your ship a la No Man's Sky. Option C, Call the thing new Star Fox and just have it worth like 50 levels, short levels, and you can go and fight Andros at the end. Like, that can't be hard, right? No, I, yeah. Any of those options sound good to me. I just Yeah, just do it like an open world or semi-open world game where you can fly in your ship and then also do stuff on the ground and do get into other different kinds of vehicles. I feel like it's a no-brainer. And it also feels sure, like we haven't right. gotten a Star Fox game in a while. So, like, aside from them showing up in that game no one bought a couple years ago... Um, like, what's Star Fox doing? I can't, like, Star Fox Zero was the last Star Fox game, right? I think. So, like, it's been a while. 
Um, and yeah, it does not need to be very like crazy. Just like, let me fly around and shoot stuff. Let me get on the ground and run around and, and hit stuff and shoot stuff. Let me get in my tank and shoot stuff. You know, like it's not, it, it really isn't that difficult. I feel like, I don't know. <laughs> Nintendo makes it seem like it's so hard to come up with ideas for their own <laughs> games. I don't know why it does. Like they make it seem like uh, it's, they, it's they like, said that about F zero yeah. where it was like, Oh, there's no good idea. It's like, what are you talking just about? Re- just make a game. Just remaster like, GX. I, I don't think there's <laughs> yeah. any bad. I don't think it would be hard to do F zero. I just think they have no incentive no. to do it because they can just make Mario Kart faster. I didn't say it was impossible to make an F zero game. But like no 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 Nintendo oh, said yeah, that yeah yeah yes very recently they yeah, came out I don't and said understand that. why well that's what I'm saying I don't know why they don't why they I mean I understand why they do it but it's 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 insane it's bizarre it's bananas that they make it seem that it's so difficult to come up with game like ideas for their own games when it's there are hundreds of uh, millions of ideas you could do for any of their franchises. Like when are we getting? You listen, know, like when are we getting that listen. cheat game for Zelda? Like when are we getting a Zelda game? Like uh, when are we getting a new F Zero game? Why can't they just do a new kid? Like I don't understand. Just make any any game they put on the Switch will sell. So just come up with like. Listen a, to me, uh, Nintendo and everybody. If you can sit there at Nintendo headquarters and you can think of a million different gimmicks and crappy situations to put Kirby in every oh, year in this awful <laughs> new game. Then you can think of an idea for F freaking zero and Star Fox and remaster Earthbound. Come on. But anyways, that, that's my hope for Nintendo in the in 2022. Maybe uh, maybe not as realistic as some of my Metroid hopes, but uh, there you go. I mean, we'll it. probably so, see the rumored Donkey Kong game next oh, year. I, I have a good feeling about that. Please give me Donkey Kong 128. Give me Donkey Kong 64 2. Give me open world co-op DK. I, why is that so difficult? Why is it taking a billion years to get a new 3D Donkey Kong game? Like I don't understand why it's been so long. What are they? What have they been doing? What are they doing? I don't understand. Uh, they've been uh, making 2D Donkey go. Kongs. That's what they've been doing. I know, but I, like I'm, I'm, I want give me 3D games. I don't need 2D games. Give me 3D games. All right, fellas, I'm gonna wrap it up here just to just to put a bow on it. Andy's hopes for Metroid in 2022. Metroid Prime 4, main event to E3. The game is not called Metroid Prime 4 by God. Metroid oh. Prime is released. HD is released in October. You can have multiplayer if you want to Metroid Prime 4. That's fine. Updates for Metroid Dread. Uh, Fusion is zero mission on Nintendo Switch Online. And give us a new Earthbound. Please. We're begging you. Um, but we are thanking everybody that uh, that is listening right now a for sticking with us through this schmoz of a show but b for sticking with us through this schmoz of a year and uh you know making the omega metroid podcast as uh, successful as it's become we thank you guys so much lots of cool stuff coming in the new year but uh you know of course we just want to wish everybody happy holidays and merry christmas and a happy and safe and fun new year and uh I can't wait till uh, till we get rocking and rolling in uh, in 2022. We have some tricks up our sleeve for sure. Metroid Prime Four subtitle. I dude, if they no. do, if they call it like Metroid Other Prime or something, like I just I won't be I won't be able to handle it. It's gonna like you know they nailed it so well with calling Metroid Five like they called it Metroid Dread. You know they could have called it anything. They could have called it I don't know something dumb like Metroid Revelations or whatever. But like. I hope that they call this game New Metroid Prime Other P. Other P is Metroid Prime Infinite, yeah. bro. That's what it's going to be. Calling it. Or Ultra oh Ultra Metroid Prime. 
Ultra 64 Omega Metroid. Metroid Prime. Boom. There you go. What 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 are we doing here? Let's let's get out of here, gentlemen, for God's sakes. Uh, follow us over on Twitter at Spateri316, at DaxCity underscore, at Duminal Cross, and of course, at Omega Metroid Pod. Uh, check us out over on uh, wherever, wherever you get your podcast. You know the drill. Like I said, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, have a safe New Year, and we will see everybody back in 2022.